0: الحمد لله الحمد لله خالق في من العدم وجاعل النور من الظلم ومخرج الصبر من الألم فملق التوبة على الندم فنشكره على المصائب كما نشكره على النعم ونصلي على رسوله الأكرم ذي الشرف الأشم والنور الأتم والكتاب المحكم وكمال النبيين والخاتم سيدي ولدي آدم الذي بشّر به عيسى بن مريم ودعا لبعثته إبراهيم عليه السلام حين كان يرفع القواعد بيت الله المحرم فصلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى أتباعه خير الأمم الذي نبارك الله بهم كافة الناس العرب منهم والعجم فالحمد لله الذي لم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له one في الملك ولم يكن له ولي من الذل وكبّره who is والحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا والحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به one عليه the one who is the one who is the من يهده الله فلا مبلله ومن يبلله فلا هادي ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدًا عبد الله ورسوله أرسله الله تعالى بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدًا فصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد Inna asdak al-hadithi kitabu Allah, wa al-hadi havi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa inna sharr al-umur muhdathatuhah, wa inna kulla muhdathat bid'ah, wa kulla bid'ahat ضalala, wa kulla ضalala tinnar. Qalallahu azawajan fi kitabhi kareem bada an aqoola a'ububu billahi min al-shaytan rajim Fabima rahmatin min Allahi lintalahum, walau kunta faddaan galiظa al-qalbi lalfaddu فاعفوا عنهم واستغفروا لهم وشارب في الأمر فإذا عزمت فتوكل على الله إن الله يحب المتوكلين اللهم اجعلنا من المتوكلين ومشحي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني قه قولي والله ما ثبتنا عند الموت بلا إلها إلا الله اللهم اجعلنا من الذين آمنوا وعمل الصالحات وتواصل الحق وتواصل الصبر آمين رب العالمين All Muslims believe in the perfect sunnah of the Prophet And one of our goals in life is to try to live as close to his sunnah as possible. Now many of his sunnahs are small. For example, the sunnah of eating with your right hand. Those are small sunnahs. Sunnahs that are very easy to practice. You can simply come come into your home with your right foot and you are practicing the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu or you can, you know, start the salam, be the first to say the salam, and you're establishing a sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu alaihi etc. These are all easy sunnah. But then some sunnahs are, even though they're they're there, they're not very easy. They're very difficult. And some of these sunnah, Allah Azza wa Jal talks about in the Quran itself. These are some of the most important and some of the heaviest sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And one such sunnah is talked about in Surah Ali Imran. <coughs> and in this surah, Allah gave these ayat some time after Uhud. So the Rasul of Allah وسلم, was engaged in war, and if I talk about Uhud it will take too long. But I'll give you some important points before we get to this ayah, some reminders. In Uhud, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, gave instruction to one group of archers, the bow and arrow people. He gave them instructions multiple times, 10, 12 times. Don't come down from the mountain. Do not come down from the mountain. If you come down from the mountain, they will come from behind us. Because the enemy was coming from the front, so we can face the enemy. And the only way they cannot attack us from behind is because of you. Because of the people with their bows and arrows. They can stop their horses. But if you leave your position, they will come from behind us. Eventually, the Muslims thought that we won. Allah even says, you know, (laughs) وَتَخُصُّونَهُمْ بِإِذْنِهِ You were destroying them. You were destroying the enemy. And the enemy was three times bigger. They were three thousand. They were three times bigger. And they were running away. And some Sahaba said, because the enemy came and they brought women with them. And the women were all the way in the back. And the reason they bring women is, now we will not run away from the battlefield, because if we run away, our women are here. We can't run away. That's why they brought their women. And so the women were all the way in the back, and the men of the kuffar were all the way in the front, but a few minutes after the battle, the kuffar were running away. And the sahaba said, we could see the backs of the women's feet. We could see as they were running up the mountain, meaning, The men ran faster than the women and ran away. And the women were left behind and they were running away from the battlefield. This is what happened in Uhud, you know. But when this happened, the Sahaba on top of the mountain, they did not get any instructions. What should we do? They were told, even if we win, don't come down. Even if we lose, don't come down. If you see us lying dead on the floor, don't come down. If you see that the enemy is gone, don't come down. But they had a disagreement among them. There were about 50 of them. 40 of them said, no, 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 we won. That's it, it's over. So they came down. And when they came down, even though the, the Quraysh were leaving from all sides, Khalid bin Walid, who was not Muslim yet, he was leaving and he looked back and he saw that they're coming down from the mountain. So he made a U-turn with about 100 of his people. And they quickly came from the other side of the mountain and they started attacking the Muslims. And at that point, the Prophet had only six people next to him. So the army was far away, and Rasulullah was by himself, maybe six people. And they had to find cover because a hundred people are coming against six people. And when this chaos happened, long story short, the Messenger of Prophet was attacked. And one time he was attacked by uh, an arrow. The arrow went through his helmet. It went into his cheek, into his jaw. It knocked out his tooth and the arrow was stuck inside his mouth. On this side. And on the other side, he got hit with a rock. And the helmet, you know, the metal went inside his mouth on this side. So the Prophet wa sallam, was bleeding from both sides of his mouth. And on top of that, he got hit with a sword also. So he had three injuries. The Messenger of Allah had three injuries on on his head, on his face. And in the meantime, Mus'ab ibn Umayy, who used to look like the Prophet and he was wearing the Prophet's cloak, and he was carrying the flag. When he was killed, and he fell on the ground, you can't see his face, people thought that's Rasulullah. And the Quraysh started saying, we killed Muhammad, mission accomplished. So they started leaving. But Khalid realized, no, it's not over yet, and they came back. And by this time, the Prophet ﷺ was up on the mountain, and they were already safe. But anyway, long story short, this is what happened in Uhud, and Muslims suffered many losses. And not only that, in the beginning, they were running away. When they came back, they saw some Muslim people that had been, Muslim, the Sahaba that had been killed, they decided to cut up their bodies. They cut open their bodies, especially Hamza anhu <laughs> Because they knew the Prophet loves him. So they mutilated his body. And Abu Sufyan said, we don't normally do this. He said it to Rasulullah. He said, you will will find your your dead have been cut open. And mutilated. We don't normally do this, but I don't mind. That's what he said to Rasulullah And then they left. After they left, the Prophet comes back to Medina. And of course, we were ready for war and we were winning. And the only reason everything mess, messed up is because those people came down from their position. So those forty people are very scared of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. How are they going to stand in front of Rasulullah? Can you imagine? He has to give the khutbah that week with his mouth injuries because when he came home, Ali radiAllahu anhu and Fatima radiAllahu anha, they were making, they were crushing leaves and they were heating up mud and making paste and they were putting glue on his face because it wouldn't stop bleeding. And he looks like that when he's giving the khutbah, Rasulullah wasallam. And all of this, there are some people in the, in the jama'ah, is because of them, because of their mistake. And they're sitting there. And they're thinking some ayat are going to come about us. What happens if Qur'an comes about me? And what I did? Look at all the damage that was caused because of me. Look at all the losses of the Muslims. Look at the Prophet himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Almost killed. Look at his face. Look at Rasulullah's face. This is because of me. This is the guilt that they have inside them. And they're, they're still coming to Salat. They're still sitting there in the Jum'ah. They're still going to listen. And Allah, Azza wa revealed Quran. 60 ayat. Over 60 ayat. In Surah Al-Imran. Allah commented on what happened in Uhud. <laughs> Allah's commentary on what happened in Uhud. One of those ayat is the subject of my khutbah with you today. Just one of them. Allah Azza wa Jalla tells, in this ayat, Allah talks to Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam. He tells Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ وسلم, It is only because of the special love and the special care that comes only from Allah. That you are soft towards them, you are gentle with them. Lintalahu. Lint in Arabic comes from lean, and lean or layin. Lean actually means when you have a date, you know, and soft. It's called lean. And when you deal with someone with soft words, or you make someone feel comfortable, or you're sweet in the way that you talk to them, you're gentle in the way that you talk to them. Lintalahu. Allah tells His Messenger وسلم, it is a special rahmah from Allah, love and care from Allah, that you, Rasulullah wasallam, are gentle towards them. This is not the time to be gentle. This is the time to say, what did you do? I gave you instructions. I made it clear. Look at the damage that happened because of you. How could you disobey But at this time, Allah tells His Messenger wasallam, you are very soft towards them. You're very sweet with them. <laughs> and then He says, you know, وَلَوْ كُنْتَ And if, if, if it was the case that you were difficult or uncomfortable, fub, in Arabic is actually used for when you have water and it stays in the same place and it smells bad, that's called fad. And if you go near it, you're uncomfortable. You go near that, you're uncomfortable. They also used to say when camels, because the camels urinate, right? So they make a puddle in the, in the sand. So if you go near that and you feel disgusted, that's fad. Actually. Allah used the word fad to say, if you... Because if you're in trouble, like you know, all of you have jobs. If you messed up the project, you messed it up completely, and now your, your manager is sitting right there, and you have to walk right past your manager. First you recite Ayat al-Kursi, then, then <laughs> and then you try to avoid eye contact. You walk in ruku or move sideways, because if you look at him, you'll be uncomfortable. Just maybe sometimes your boss doesn't say anything; he just looks at you, and you just melt. There's a thug. There's a discomfort. Allah tells His Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, not only are you soft with them, but if you had been someone that if they came close to you, they would become uncomfortable. Allah is saying, you don't even do that. You don't even let your face show anger or disappointment. You know, some people can destroy you without saying one word. They can just look at you. That's it. They just give you one look and you're finished. It's over. Sometimes your father or mother can do that. Sometimes a wife and a husband can do that. You know, sometimes a manager can do that. Sometimes a friend can do that. They just give you a look. And Allah says, if you had created discomfort If you were someone around whom there would have been discomfort And then he says al-qalbi. If you were tough-hearted If you were tough-hearted What that means is right? I love you, but I have to discipline you I love you, but I have to punish you right now You have to, you have to fear the consequences You have to suffer the consequences You have to take a few steps back to understand something I told you in the story of what happened, that those archers made a mistake. But let's take a few steps back. When the Sahaba left from Medina, they were 1,000. They were 1,000. And among them were over 300 munafiqoon. And the munafiqoon came. They came because the Prophet was prepared, sallallahu Alaihi the Prophet was the general, So he's prepared that I have 1,000 soldiers, this many over here, this many over here, this many over here, this many over here. How much time did the Prophet have to prepare? I can tell you about two hours. Less than two hours to prepare the military. How long did the Quraysh prepare for this war? One year. They prepared for one year. Rasulullah made the announcement in Jumu'ah that we're going to war, we have to go to Uhud. And before Asr, they were already there preparing. And the, the munafiqoon came. And the Prophet ﷺ is positioning everybody. And they, what did they do? They, after everything is planned, then three hundred of them start walking away. So now we're left with 700. The army that's coming is 3,000. The army that's left is 700. Four times, more than four times. More than four times. And the planning is all messed up now because the plan was based on 1,000. Now the plan is based on 700. And they did this on purpose. They could have said, We're not coming. We're going to stay in Medina. But they wanted to destroy the plans of the Prophet. They wanted to make sure the Prophet gets killed. That's what the Munafiqun were trying. But the Munafiqun don't have a sticker on their head or a baseball hat that says Munafiq. They look like the rest of the Muslims. They pray too. They pray also. So the ones that left, they also made a mistake, yes? And the ones that came from the mountain, they also made a mistake, yes? But the ones that came down from the mountain, that is an acceptable mistake. And the ones who ran away like cowards, that is an unacceptable mistake. Meaning everybody makes mistakes. But the mistakes of people who have evil intentions, and they want to keep hurting the Prophet ﷺ, no ayat came about them. In fact, here Allah says to the Prophet, you're not hard with them, you're not tough with them. But in another place in Qur'an, Allah says, يَا wal alayhin." <laughs> fight against the kuffar, fight against the Munafiqin, and be tough with the Munafiqin. <coughs> be tough with them. So two different policies. The ones who made a mistake, and it was the first time mistake. It's a big mistake, no doubt. It's a big mistake. But it's a first time mistake. And look, even though there were 700, they took that position. And that's a very risky position. There's only 50 of them. And the army's in the thousands. They can climb up the mountain. But they took that risk for themselves. And they put themselves in risk because of their love of Allah and His Messenger. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Allah says, yes, they made a mistake. But you have to show softness towards them. لِلْتَ You are very lenient towards them, you're gentle with them, and had you been harsh, and you created discomfort for them, what would happen? He says, They would have run away from you. The Sahaba would have run away from you. The Sahaba, we say about them, They're ready to die for Islam. They're ready to, do, they're ready to leave their homes, and move to Medina. They're ready to cope, they don't even have a sword, and they're ready to go into the battlefield. There are 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds that came into Uhud and they begged the Prophet let us fight. There were children that the Prophet had to send back. No, why did you come? They hid and they came because they want to fight for the sake of Allah. This is how much love they have for Rasulullah Sallallahu In this ayah Allah tells us why do they have so much love for you? Because you give them love. Because you're gentle with them. Because you're kind towards them because you don't make them feel uncomfortable. And not only the message of Islam, but your gentleness and your love and the way you are as a leader, that makes them love you. And if you become tough with them, they will what? Run away from you, even though you will still have Qur'an, you'll still have the truth. But their hearts will not come close because you did not make their hearts soft with the way you are, the way you are as a leader. And the word he used subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Infibad in Arabic means when you take a glass, and you break it, and it shatters. It goes in all different directions. That's the word he used for the Sahaba. If you were harsh, they would have broken and fallen apart. And you know why that's important? Because when you break apart like that, you can't put it back together. You can't put it back together. And they all go in different directions. You know? That's the word he used for the Sahaba, that they would have done that. So what should the Prophet do? sallallahu he says, فَاعْفُوا Then, pardon them, forgive them. I forgive you for your mistake. I forgive you. فَاعْفُوا That's the first job of his as a leader. Show them that you still love them. Why? Allah is actually thinking about those Sahaba. He is going to hate me now. How am I going to pray behind him? If he sees me, he's going to feel hurt. I can't even show my face. How am I ever going to... I, and I have, I'm so degraded and humiliated. And the first thing, the Messenger of Allah comes to them and makes them feel comfortable and says, it's over. Afa actually means it's erased. Erased. Forget it ever happened. It's over. I, and when you do afu with someone, that means you don't bring it up again. You don't say, remember last week I forgave you? Huh? <laughs> and then you bring it up next year, remember last Ramadan I forgave you? No, afu means you let it go. You don't bring it up again. And it also means that you will never act like you remember. Because it's erased. It's erased. If it's still there, then your behavior changes. But if it's erased, it's like it never happened. Your behavior didn't change. Because a sahabi might even say, Yeah, he forgave me, but he doesn't look at me the same way. He doesn't smile at me the same way. I can tell there's a difference. He says, farfu But that's not enough. He says, Wasta'h fillahum. All one ayah. He says, Wastawfillahum. Ask Allah to forgive them. Ask Allah to forgive them. And you know what this means? This doesn't mean that you stand on the fiqh and say, May Allah forgive you. May Allah forgive you. May Allah forgive you. Because that's embarrassing. Like if you talk to someone and say, I made dua, Allah forgives you. That's insulting. But if you are alone with Allah, when you're alone with Allah, when you're making your tahajjud, when you're, there's no one around and it's just you and Allah, at that time a person makes dua for who? Themselves. Ya Allah, give me this. Save, save, save my health. Let me do my job. Let, let me get better in this and this. I need your help in this and this. This is what we do when we are alone. And Allah tells His Messenger وسلم, when you're alone, pray for them. lahum. Pray for the ones who disappointed you. Pray for the ones who disappointed you. But still, even if he prays for the ones who disappointed him, and he asks Allah to forgive them, there's another problem. They think Allah's Messenger forgave us. But next time, next war, next mission, when the Prophet says, okay, I wanna hear your opinion. I wanna hear your opinion. Some people will raise their hands. Those 40 will never raise their hands. Because <laughs> if, if we raise our hand, everybody's going to look at us like, seriously, you? No, no thank you. You put your hand down. They will think that our opinion no longer matters. Because of our mistake, yes, he forgave us, he's making dua for us, but we are not the same value that we used to be before. The job of a leader is to make sure that his followers feel valuable. So Allah says to His Messenger He says, Take their opinion when you need to make a decision. (laughs) Consult them when you have to make a decision. Rasulullah gets opinion from Allah. He doesn't need my opinion, he doesn't need your opinion. He gets wahi from Allah. And Allah tells him, No, before you make a decision, you should make sure you ask their opinion. Why? Because when you ask their opinion, they will feel weak. He asked me? He still thinks my opinion matters? He hasn't changed. He still thinks I have value. He still holds me in respect. I didn't lose my honor. And his heart changes even more towards the love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I started this khutbah by saying, some sunnah is very easy. Some sunnah is very difficult. Many of us are in a position of leadership. When you are in charge of a household, you're in a position of leadership. Sometimes somebody under your home, your son, your daughter, your younger brother, somebody, a spouse, somebody messed up. They made a mistake. The thing is, when they make, there's different kinds of mistakes. There's a mistake every every 20 minutes, there's a mistake. And there's one time that something happened. They messed up. They didn't realize, or they got angry, or they 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 slipped up. When they slipped up, what is our reaction? The look on our face. The they send a text message. I'm so sorry. And they you write something, and they can see that you're it says typing and what's that? And then you erase it. No, I need you to suffer some more. I'm not going to respond. Or I'll just respond with one full stop. Or we will talk later. You know, you ignore. Now what are you doing? You're creating discomfort. You're creating discomfort. When you're upset with them because they messed up. And you're not gentle towards them. Usually you come and say, assalamu alaikum, how are you? And today you come in, mm, That's not lintalahum. That's not lintalahum. And that's pub. That's fav. fav means that you're creating discomfort. Would you like to eat something? No, I'm not hungry. Qav And he says, and then eventually it comes out. You know, I can't believe you did this. I told you so many times don't do it and you still didn't listen, huh? And you still did it, huh? Why, why won't you understand? You see the damage you did and you give a whole lot. And they already feel bad, but you feel the need to give them a khutbah anyway. And what does it do? Even Rasulullah was told, if you do that, they will what? They will break, they'll run away from you. If the Rasul of Allah is being told that even if he was like that, people will break. Then you and I can break people very easily. Very easily. Then he says, but how can you make sure the people under you don't break? Not only do they not repeat the mistake, one way you say, but I don't want them to repeat the mistake. They have to learn their lesson. Allah says, let me teach you how to teach them a lesson. My way of teaching a lesson is, you better not repeat this again. You hear me? This is the last time. Uh, that doesn't work. Only thing you created more is fear. Only thing you created more is re- negative feeling, resentment. Now the relationship is not a relationship of love. It's not a relationship of respect. It's a relationship of fear. That's what it is. But the other way is number one, it's okay. Forget it ever happened. okay. I know. I know. Let's not talk about it. It's over. I won't bring it up again. You don't bring it up again. Ba'afu'an. Second thing, not, I'm gonna make du'a for you. No, 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 no. On your own. On your own. Ya Allah forget Ya Allah forgive them. They feel bad already. Ya Allah, uh, whatever is in my heart, remove it and Allah forgive them. That's number two. And number three, next time, you say, next time I'm not going to ask you to do that again. I don't trust you with anything. No, 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 no. Take their consultation. Take their opinion. Then after, finally, if once you reach a decision, then you place your trust in Allah. Allah loves those who put their trust in Him. This is in Allah And you know, some people thought, that we lost, like I told you in the beginning, we lost because they what? They came down, because they came down. What does Allah say in the next ayah? In fala If Allah decided to help you, nobody can overpower you. You think it's because of them, yes they made a mistake, But victory and loss doesn't come from people. Victory and loss comes from Allah and Allah only. Be clear. Be very clear. Don't blame anybody else for your loss. Don't blame anybody else for victory. That only comes from Allah. (laughs) And if He lets you go, if He humiliates you, who's going to help you after that? This is the profound teaching given to Rasulullah at such a difficult moment You and I deal with people that disappoint us. It happens. Or hurt us. But none of our cases are so extreme that our family members' bodies got cut open because of them. That doesn't happen. We almost got killed because of them. We're bleeding from the mouth because of them. That doesn't happen. And yet still, Rasulullah is this way because Quran told him this is special mercy from Allah. When we call him, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We didn't send you as a rahmah. For all the people. What does that mean? That we have to learn his rahmah. His rahmah can only stay alive if the ummah keeps it alive. Otherwise it's just a book. It's just some lines on a page. It doesn't live anymore. The only way the rahmah of Rasulullah sallallahu stays in this world is if the people of this ummah keep carrying it over and over. They keep reliving it. This is what we have to do. So I pray Allah Azza makes us carriers of this beautiful Sunnah of His Messenger sallallahu and overlooks. Especially those of us that are in some position of leadership. Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's anywhere else. When we are in a position of leadership, we should look to these sunan of the Prophet especially the ones that Allah highlighted in the Qur'an, and bring them into our lives. May Allah forgive our shortcomings, and our short tempers, and our impatience with people, and make us better leaders for everyone. Barakallahu fil wa bil الحمد لله وكفى والسلام وعلى عباده الذين اصطفى خصوصا على افضلهم وخاتم النبيين محمد بن امين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد ان نقول اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ala محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ala في العالمين انك حميد مجيد عباد الله رحمكم الله اتقوا الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء القرب القربى وينها عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقِن الصلاه ان الصلاه كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا